Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host. Oh, I almost forgot. Our favorite expert, Chad Goodall. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Let's get this thing started. Cheers. Hey there, hi there, ho there, fans. Welcome back to the Sports Buzz. Today is Tuesday, July 17th, and we are recording from beautiful Austin, Texas, in Casa de Ballad. Ballad, how's it going, man? Uh, Domingo the Flamingo is also in studio. I will be your host tonight. I am Coach, and that's going to do it for everybody in the in the studio today. We got uh, lots of room for activities in here. Lots of room. Uh, and I think we're going to make the most of it. Um, yeah, we are. You are listening to the Sports Buzz, the podcast where we talk sports and get our buzz on. And as always, that buzz is brought to you by the beautiful, the delicious Strangeland Brewery. Yeah, the beers are behind you. In yeah, the cooler. So we, we, we did a poor job of that. So I'll go ahead and collect the beers. But Ballad, give us an update on what's happening out at the brewery. Uh, out at Strangeland. They are releasing a new beer every month. Right now, it is their Peach Berlin Weiss. Again, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, but if you go to HEB, liquor stores all around the state of Texas, you can get their their fine products. Looking for it in the craft beer aisle. Uh, the Peach Berlin Vice is delicioso. Uh, tonight, what are you drinking? That, the Margarita Goza? We are going to be working on some of these graffiti cans. It looks like the delicious Margarita Goza is going to be our beer of choice tonight. There we go. So, uh, the brewery has extended hours right now. You can get out there on Fridays and Saturdays. Again, we we tell you, just show up whenever. Just tell them the guys at Sportsbus sent you and demand beer. See what happens. And also, uh, you can join their Flamingo Club right now. $50 gets you a free beer anytime you go to Strangeland, plus discounts on their merchandise as well as their events. And if you've been to one of their events, you know that they sell out fast and they are worth every penny. So uh, give them a follow at Strangeland Brew. And again, tell them the guys from Sports Buzz sent you. And give us a follow. We're at Sports Buzz TX on Twitter. We are also on Facebook. We are on iTunes, SoundCloud. We are in every possible audio outlet you can find. Mm -hmm. You just got to look for us. Except, Uh, Except Spotify and Pandora and a handful of others that... Those are nonsense, non-podcast places. We, we don't even talk about them. No free plugs. Um, but give us a follow, subscribe, uh, give us a review, drop us some five stars, and let us know what you think. Um, let's see what else we got. Oh, this weekend we got some live music at our other sponsors, Mountain Breeze Camp. Absolutely. There will have a live musician of some sort. Live music every Saturday night, uh, yeah. and the campground is just a wonderful place to uh, 
get into some debauchery, especially on the river. We always know the river is good for drinking. Uh, yeah, and again, you know, people have been saying that the river is running slow. That is a good thing. That, that means you. That means you get to float longer for the same price. It's the best opportunity you could have. If it was up to me, I would request that the raft is 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 running slow, or the the river, I should say. Uh, but I don't have that sort of power. Lucky enough for us, though, right now it is. So get out there, have a good time. Tell the guys from Sports Plus sent you. Uh, but I am supposed to mention this is going to be our pro show for the week. Yes, it is. So I wanted to get that out of the way. Uh, we have some show business coming up, some good things to talk about. We have a special call-in guest to talk some golf. Uh, we are golfing across the pond in Europe this yeah, weekend. We so we're going to talk some golf. Uh, we're going to talk some World Series of Poker. Uh, LeVar Ball is always our favorite guest. Mm. And, of course, some first impressions and a nightcap. Absolutely. So we got a jam-packed show. Um, let's go ahead and get this shit started. Let's do it. What do you say? Uh, show business. Is everyone here? Uh, I'm here. Are you here? Uh, I'm here. Awesome. Pre- uh, present. Domingo? Present. Uh, Lana? Not really participating, but definitely here. She is here, but not present. She is taking a little nap right now. Yeah, well, it's her nap time. Yeah. Uh, Chad, obviously not here. I mean, when is that guy fucking ever here? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's vacuum season, I guess. It must be. All this all this dust coming in from Africa. I don't know if you've seen that in the news, but uh, we're getting a, a boatload of dust, as they say. And uh, I guess we shouldn't say that, but... Yeah, well. But we're getting the dust. We're getting a lot of dust. <laughs> so vacuums need to sell, and that Chad is the man to do that. I got a feeling why Chad's out here, and I'll, I'll bring it up in just a second. But the other person not here is our fearless host, Dale, um, having some family complications, I think we can say. Yeah. Um, so he's out. I'll send him your best wishes. Wishes um, and prayers, yeah. It's... He's going to be calling into the show to talk uh, the British Open in a little bit, so um, we, we look forward to his return next Tuesday. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. I want to fast forward to something in show business. It's going to be a classic Z show. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, these are the best shows. It's gotta be. You know, I always say that when Chad and I are here, that it's the best looking show, but you know that I really mean when it's, it's just you and I. Hey, when you share a name, it just makes things twice as good. Our name is so good that we can't even say it. It's, it's like Voldemort. Like it's so evil that you, you're not even supposed to say it out loud. That's how, how great the Z name is. (laughs) Uh, I, how many Z shows do you think we've had? I believe this would be our third. Third show. Okay. Well, you know what that means. Third time's charm. Yeah. Third time's charm. Um, in light of it being the Z show, I just want to fast forward into something in show business that I have at the end. Uh, as, as you guys know, I'm on this new keto diet, which is going great. Um, but one of the things about the keto diet is I cannot drink beer. That's one of the no-nos. Oh, yeah. Um, it's probably the worst thing you can do in this type of eating regimen. Um, so the last two shows, I haven't drank at all during the show. Which has been really boring for me, I'll say. Um, I'll tell you, I was kind of depressed on the drive here. I knew nobody was going to be here. I was going to drink alone. Sad. Like that old guy at the bar that nobody goes to. Yeah. So I decided that I didn't want to do that to you. Can't let let friends drink alone. So, uh, you know, no free plugs, but I got myself a bottle of bourbon here. This is uh, considered keto-friendly. Oh. Um, Bourbon distillers out there. If you... uh, If you... I hope that makes it on. That's the, a nice little sound. If uh, if you guys are listening and you brew, or you, well, I guess you distill bourbon, uh, let me know because I've become a fan of this stuff ever since I started this new endeavor. So 
uh, drinking this for you on on a Tuesday of all days. Exactly. Quit putting the bourbon down. Exactly. So I'll ch- I'll cheers to the Z's. Well, cheers. Cheers. Ballad. Let's have a good show. Let's do it. Uh, but you know, in the spirit of the Open that's coming up, the British Open, um, it it seems like you and Chad made a trip out to the links this weekend. Yeah, we did. So Chad and I met and played golf on Friday down at Butler Park. A little chip and putt. Oh, a little pitch and putt. A little chip and putt. Uh, we both, I work very close to it. He lives very close to it. So uh, we went out there. Uh, actually, Danielle came with us, uh, who was a good sport. And Cameron, one of my good friends as well, came and played. And, you know, being that I am a betting man. Well, Uncle Mac was with me, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, we decided to play Dollar Hole, which I think is a, a gentleman's game. Yeah. Uh, both had him play golf in quite a while. And I smoked Chad. I left him in the dust. Uh, I don't want to say. I, I think I think Chad only won one hole. Is uh, is, is basically oh how that boy. all went out. So uh, I think that's why he's not here. I think he knows that. Um, you shamed him away. That I that I just shamed him away. That uh, <laughs> he was going to have to listen to it on the podcast. But now he'll have to listen to it when he listens to the show. Uh, but I want to I want to say to you, Zach. I'll, I'll drink uh, for that. You got to take a little sippy. A little sippy, a little sippy sip. What I want to say is. I've already beat Dale in golf. Everyone knows that. Now I've taken down Chad. If if I if I challenge you to a golf match and I beat you, I mean that makes me definitively the best golf player uh, on our on our podcast. Oh, without question, it would make you the best. But then in turn, if I win, that's got to say that I'm probably tops, tops in the group. I think you would have to go try to beat at least uh, Dale or Chad, uh, which. Depends with some, on with which, some money, you know, a little bit of money. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think if you did beat me, you would you would have a a, a good argument. You know, you I beat the other two guys. You're kind of like uh, you you UCF right Central Florida. Oh yeah, yep. They I, beat Auburn. I, I would be the Golden Knights of golf. You would be the Golden Knights of our podcast for golf. We might have to change my name to Scott Frost. I guess that would make me Auburn, right? In this scenario, which is fitting. Which is appropriate. I suppose Dale would be Alabama, right? He's should have been the best. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. And then Chad, Georgia. I don't even know where he came from. You know, I don't even know why he, what he's doing playing golf. That might make Dale Oklahoma. Yeah, because he can't he can't secure the bag. I mean, <laughs> Alabama wins championships at least. Yeah, well. But that's that. neither here nor there. Yeah. We're doing the pro show, so uh, we'll take a little sip for uh, talking about colleges because. I mean, we're adults. We're yeah. pros now. We don't need college. So early in the pro show, this uh, this bourbon might be coming in hot. Uh, speaking of coming in hot, we have a show bet tonight. We uh, we decided to go against the history. Uh, typically, these all-star games are pretty low scoring, uh, but we saw seven, so we took the over because it's an all-star game. We want to see excitement. Lucky seven. Uh, coming off the most home runs in home run derby history so uh we're looking for some runs in this game uh we're through the first it's zero zero but there have been threats there have been a lot of threats so that's good good news if, if we got runs for people making it to third base we'd have one exactly which i think is probably the hardest part um but yeah i the second that i suggested we stick the over tonight i did like 10 seconds of research and everybody said don't don't exactly <laughs> <laughs> which made me think we have to Sounds like a winner to me. So uh, we'll be tracking that as we go through the game. Um, all right. That looks like show business. That was definitely show business. Did we Perfect. hit everything? I think so. 
Um, awesome. So coming up, we have a the call in with Dale. Uh, yeah. from the road. Where is he? Is he in Houston? Where, where is he at? He is in the greater Houston area. Okay, well, uh, without further to do, <laughs> here's Dale. <laughs> All right, welcoming on to the Sports Buzz, the usual host of the show, absent today, but here on the phone with us, uh, Mr. Spencer Dale Spillman. I'll drink for that one. Dale, what's going on? Well, you know, we're not always the best golf talkers, but uh, when we do, it's still not very good. So uh, we had to bring you on. We had to bring in a ringer, uh, and especially when it's across the pond, we got the Open coming up this weekend. How do you think this is going to shake out? Oh, man, it's it's going to be a shit show. I can <laughs> tell you that right now. Uh, it's They're playing at Carnoustie, which is... You know, classic link style course. It's an old, very, very old course. Um, these guys have been hitting like 450 yard plus drives on these fairways because it's literally that hard and that dry. Uh, the course looks like shit. It looks like a like when we talked about the U.S. Open. It looks horrible. It is so dry and so dead. Uh, it's going to be. Interesting to see. Tiger's been hitting like 350 yard three irons, so uh, I, I don't even know how to approach speaking about what this course is going to play like. It's going to be so hard and so bad. It's, it's going to be weird. Well, you know, Scotland is typically known for uh, worse weather in the opposite direction. How do you think the weather's going to hold up? I mean, typically you would think the open, it's going to have some rain, it's going to be weird, but it seems like this year it's kind of the opposite. How do you think the weather's going to hold up for these guys? Uh, it's so dry out there, it'll probably rain every single day and, and be blowing 30 or 40 miles an hour uh, just because that's what happens when you host a, an open championship. Um, I don't know, man. I haven't looked at the forecast for for uh, Carnoustie, um, it's it's in the north, like the north shores of Scotland, so it's pretty far away from, you know, your St. Andrew classic course, but Carnoustie's definitely the, uh, the hardest, one of the hardest tests in the Open Championship, and Tiger's already said this course is probably the hardest Open course he's ever played. So it's gonna it's gonna be interesting because there's gonna be a lot of guys uh, going very very high <laughs> as far as scores go. Well, you know, you brought up Tiger, and I'm glad you did because I wanted to know um, how terrible is he gonna do this weekend? Uh, he's at 25 to one right now. 25 to one. That's actually not bad. Um, I figured it'd be a lot lower than that. I figured it'd be about 10 to 15 to one. Um, 25 to 1 is not bad. Uh, I, I think that he's going to do okay. He's got a two iron, like a driving iron that he's been testing out. Uh, if he's hitting his three iron, 333 yards, uh, then he's probably going to be hitting that a long way. It's just a, it's a weird course, man. Carnegie is so old. 
that you can't really judge where the ball's going to go. Uh, you can hit a perfect drive right down the middle and it bounces right into the shit. So, um, that's just, I mean, he said it's, it's like one of his favorite tests is, is the Open Championship. It's playing these shots and, and trying to figure out the wind and where the ball's going to go. He said it's the toughest test in golf. Uh, what about someone who hits the ball real far? Dustin Johnson. He's the the favorite right now at twelve to one. What is your outlook for Mr. DJ? Uh, DJ's gonna be hitting a lot of irons. I uh, guarantee you, unless it's into the wind, uh, he will not be playing very many drivers off the tee. And the Open Championship is not one of those tournaments where the long hitter succeeds all the time. Uh, it's it may be a long course, but you don't have to hit the ball a long way. It's it's about being creative, about figuring out and beating the weather, the course. It's it's a totally different game of golf. It's, it's super weird. I don't I don't really know how to explain it. That sounds like my sex life. You know, it's not really about being the longest. It's about being creative, figuring out, being able to adapt to the situation. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well played. Well played. Well, you know, Dale, uh, one of our favorite things for the casual fan of golf is to watch people mightily struggle at any turn of the course. Uh, I was taking a peek at the course the other day. And uh, to me, it looks like I think hole number four is going to cause a lot of problems for these players. What hole do you think, or maybe a set of series of holes, do you think are really going to cause problems for these guys come tournament time? Uh, one, one through eighteen is probably going to be pretty tough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, this golf course, like I said, it. I mean, Tiger's been talking about it all week. This is one of those golf courses where you can hit it. Just absolutely dead nuts into the middle of the fairway and end up in the shit. It's 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 an open style course. It's a links course. It's a classic, very classic links course, and extremely difficult. So they're going to struggle regardless of which hole it is. There, it's it's a mental game as much as it is. You know, you got to hit the shot, but it's also trying to stay in your your mental state. Well, hopefully we can find someone other than Sergio Garcia hitting the pond as often as he did. Um, but speaking of foreigners, you know, we've talked Tiger Woods. We've talked a little Dustin Johnson. Obviously, Jordan Spieth is the defending champion. So it's an American-dominated field, we feel like. But that's kind of every sport. Uh, out of these these foreigners, uh, some of the top names that are going off on odds right now, Rory McIlroy, Justin Rose, uh, John Rahm. Henrik Stinson, Sergio Garcia. Who do you think out of the the international stars is really going to make a, a push to win this tournament? Uh, I like Rosie a lot. Uh, I think he's a pretty consistent. I mean, from week to week, he's he's pretty solid, especially when it comes to a major championship. Um, a guy who's you did not mention, uh, Padre Carrington, has won at Carnegie. Um, I already hit a 457-yard drive the other day in a practice round, which is that hard and hard, dry, and fast 
sports that I told you guys. But I I do like Rosie a lot. If he can, you know, keep it together, keep it solid. He's he's so consistent that you got to keep Rosie on your mind. Um, I don't know. I, I keep waiting for Don Ron to break through, and I keep trying to pick him, and it just doesn't. He just lets me down every time I do. So. He's just too much of a hothead. I'd keep away from the Spaniards, but uh, I like Rosie a lot. Hey, Dale, uh, you know, one of the things that everyone likes about the Masters is all the traditions and, and some of the things that we can we know are going to happen every year. Does the Open have anything like that? And if so, uh, you know, help me understand what to look out for. Well, the thing with the, with the Open is there's it's a rotational. Uh, they don't they don't play the same course every year, obviously. So, you know, unless you're at St. Andrews, you don't really get the the tradition. The St. Andrews has the the road hole and the road hotel where players are literally hitting over the hotel to towards the fairway. Um, Carnegie is just it's it's a beast. It's it's a mean course. It's very unforgiving. Um, the Open doesn't have anything really traditional like the Masters. I mean, the Masters is the only major tournament that's played at the same course every year, so you just don't get that with, with the other majors. Uh, Dale, let's uh, let's pivot for a second and talk about our boy Tony Romo getting a championship under his belt in the old, on the old golf course. Did you follow this? Yeah, he's won two tournaments in a row, and he just won his last one by like nine shots. Well, so this was at the, uh, let's see, the the American Century Championship, which is a celebrity golf tournament. Uh, Romo had finished as high as second three times previously. He gets his first win at the tournament, and then he hops on a plane to go play a U.S. amateur tournament on Monday in Wisconsin. I feel like Tony Romo is putting in more work now than he ever did with the Dallas Cowboys. What are you seeing out of Tony, Tony right now? Uh, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I mean, he's he's playing a lot of golf, and apparently he's playing a lot better than he was a few months ago. When we were talking about him. Um, yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's living the dream. Um, I'm a little jealous. I'm not gonna lie. I wish I could be out there uh, focusing my entire life on playing golf, knowing that all I had to do was just sit in a uh, in a booth and talk about sports. Once I, uh, once I got finished. So, I'm a little jealous, but he's playing really, really good. You know, for a guy who had so many back problems at the Cowboys, his back doesn't seem to be bothering him at all these days. <laughs> uh, maybe he got that Tiger fuse, you know? Maybe they fused it up. Perhaps. <laughs> well, hey, Dale, this, this tournament was headlined by some huge names all across the celebrity sphere. Um... Going into the final day, former uh, Cubs pitcher Mark Mulder was at the leaderboard. Uh, Joe Pavelski, the San Jose Sharks captain, was up there, and even even our boy Ray Allen uh, was was dropping dimes on the golf course. Uh, but but you look at some of the back end, and I think this is where the celebrity status really hit home. Um, Ray Romano. Larry the Cable Guy. And real quick, Ray Romano, who just got done at the World Series of Poker. He got on it. Yeah, a- I was going to say, I just saw him on TV the other day playing poker. 
Hey, he he doesn't have a he doesn't have a a sitcom show anymore, so he's gotta he's gotta make his appearances where he can. <laughs> hey, I will say Mark Mulder is a really good golfer. He wins a lot of celebrity tournaments. Yeah, he's a former three time champ of this one. Uh, but I think the the best one that we found was dead last, the sole owner of last place, our boy Charles Barkley with the cleanest stroke in golf. What'd you think of his game on the weekend? Hey, and Dale, you, you might regret saying that right now because I've actually got Charles Barkley on the phone. Charles, what'd you think of Dale's comment about your golf game? Oh, this guy is absolutely terrible. Uh, I, I have a, one of the cleanest strokes in all of golf. Uh, I, I fancy myself a basketball player, but I really turn my game around. Golf is everything right now. Golf is everything. Yeah, Dale. It's disrespectful talking, talking shit to Barkley while he's on the phone with us, man. It's bad. Uh, well, Dale, it was good to hear from you. We're uh, glad to hear you're in. in... Oh yeah, let's make some picks. Um, uh, Will you go first? No, you're gonna let me go first. Yeah, ladies first. (laughs) Oh. All right. Okay, I'm gonna go with. uh, I'm gonna go with Justin Rose to win this whole thing. Okay. Uh, Coach, you next. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the home favorite. I'm going to uh, ride my boy Rory McIlroy. Mm, good pick. Really good pick. Um, I'm going to go a little bit off the beaten path, and I'm going to take Jason Day. Jason Day at 25 to 1. <laughs> off the beaten path, that's your, pick. That's your go-to pick every single tournament we pick. I, I meant just not in the, the, the top you know, four in the odds, like, like you suckers. You guys... You know, took the safe money. I'm already out here at 25 to 1. I'm, I'm betting on the guy who's got the same odds as Tiger, who should really be more like 1,000 to 1, if, if you yeah, know, like probably, my book. you're probably right on that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, well, Dale, appreciate you calling in. Good to hear you're doing well. Um, when you listen to this, I want you to do what I was doing while I was listening to you talk and substitute the word course for vagina and just tell me uh, on next time you're here what this interview sounds like. Yeah, just do that and uh, and and tell me you don't have a, a little chuckle. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I'll do that tonight when I listen later on. All right, Dale, travel back safe, and we will see you next Tuesday. All right, later, boys. See you, bud. All right, that was our interview with Dale calling in on the road. Thank you again for that, uh, Coach. Did you did you happen to listen to the uh, the episode last week? I did. I sure did. What did you think about our debate about the further to do versus further ado? I think it's still unsettled because I listened and then I let you guys know, hey, isn't it further ado? Because I don't think we've got this right. I think there's a lot of grammatical changes that have happened in our vocabulary. The dictionary itself has changed several times. I think we need to revisit this topic at least every week till we figure out a real answer. I mean, with the internet and things changing all the time, there's no doubt in my mind that it, got, it could have gotten lost in translation a long time ago. 
and it, it, it could have started as a further to do. And, and if it didn't, it should be changed. It just makes so much more sense. Like you can't even right. auto correct to a do. No, because it's it's whack. It's not a real word. It's wrong. It's stupid. Uh, but quick update on our show bet. Yes. Uh, we just had our first solo home run from number ninety nine Aaron Judge. Woo. Uh, so we are now up one zero. Hey, a, st- uh, a step in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. We're moving. We're moving towards that seven one home run at a time. You know, I've never seen you so so happy to see a Yankee hit a home run. I didn't think I had it in me. Yeah. Honestly, it was almost an immediate reaction. But I will say to to calm the AL East nerves of everybody out there thinking I'm a traitor, Manny Machado is the grossest human being alive. First of all, we we may need to get into this a different time ballad, but he showed up in like a yellow suit that was not fitted. The the pants were too small and the jacket was too big. No t-shirt, no socks, and a big gold chain. Also, his hair is grosser than Bryce Harper's ever was. Look at him. Look at this guy. I mean, he's got a nice fade, but his hair is just greasy and disgusting. Manny Machado, you make me sick. Yeah, Washington is humid this time of year. I will say it was very hilarious to watch you celebrate a judge home run while you wear your red hot hat. In my Ted and Williams jersey. jersey and Boston Red Sox autographed hat. Yeah. yeah. It's uh it's an all-star game. It's an all-star week, you know, it's just a different time of year. There you go. All right, well, we are going to take a quick break, and we'll be back, right back with some World Series of Poker Talk. Well, y'all come back now, you hear? Do you feel the buzz or is it just me? Trust me, something in the air just above me. Something like a dream state, you call it a clean break. Do you feel the buzz, baby? Do you feel the buzz? All right, we are back. And those are the sweet tunes from your boy Hermitude. You know, we we asked uh, Young Jeezy a long time ago for permission to use this song. We never really asked her to. Seems like something we should we should do in the, in the for like a much future. longer clip. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we just got to get him on the show. Coach, I'm really sad that we are talking about our next thing because it's over. The World Series of Poker has come to a conclusion and I got, you know, not to use a pun, but I got, I got all in on the, uh, on the world series of poker. It was super exciting. I mean, it's not too many times that you see records being set at, uh, the final table. Uh, this was an amazing main event, honestly, after kind of, I didn't get to catch much of this on TV, but reading up on it and kind of seeing what was going on, uh, it seemed like one of the most exciting events in recent history for the World Series of Poker. It really was. And starting with the main event, uh, your champion, Mr. John Sin, um, I'm not sure where he's out of, but he defeated Tony Miles in a heads-up battle that lasted 10 and a half hours. Yeah. That is incredible. It was crazy. They set records uh, for the most heads-up hands in main event history. 199 total hands. Jeez. Just the two of them. Uh, And then the main event final table was a total of 442 total hands. So, I mean, just records set left and right. Uh, The payout, obviously huge. $8.8 million out of a $10,000 buy-in. But uh, this is some stressful stuff. Sin played 
full 10 days of poker in a 14 day period. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is honestly like the world series of poker. If you just look at it from the outside, you think, Oh, it's just playing cards. No, this is a physical event. This is last for hours and hours until they meet minimums. Um, it, it's absolutely incredible, but, uh, sin outlasted miles and, uh, took care of, uh, taking home that bracelet. Yep. Miles goes home with $5 million. So not a bad day for him either. But the thing that, both of them had in common at the end because you know they they interview both guys you know once the game is over both of them just all they could say was i'm just exhausted like that's the only thing that they had to say was how tired they were and miles even you know almost suggested that the torment uh, the tournament be formatted a little bit differently because it is strenuous to play 10 full days of poker and then when the stakes are the highest you know you're playing for you know, a difference of $3.8 million, you're running on the lowest fume. So maybe that's what makes the main event so challenging to win and what makes it, you know, so much fun to watch and to strive for. But um, you, you, it's, I don't want to say you feel for these guys because they just walked away with multi-million dollar life-changing amounts. But watching them, I was like, man, I, I kind of feel bad for these guys. They've, they've basically been working nonstop for 10 days straight. Yeah, I mean, it's like trying to drive... 12 hours straight by yourself. I mean, it's physically taxing. It's mentally taxing. You're, you're doing calculations. You're worried about the next move, the next three moves. You're always thinking about something and then you're in Vegas, you know, which is the ultimate distraction of everything. The lights, the noise, the cameras, everything. So for these guys to last this long and really put up as big a fight as they did, uh, it was absolutely amazing to watch. And what was amazing to watch, amazing and sad at the same time, was Michael Dyer, who at one point had, I think, like 45% of the chips still on the table, somehow fall to, to third place. Still cash is at uh, $3.75 million. Uh, the boy from Houston, Texas, I was pretty excited to maybe have a Texas Hold'em champion who's actually from Texas, but... I'm just like at a loss for words about how you go from that demanding of a chip lead to, you know, find yourself, you know, outside of the, the finalists. Yeah. I mean, stressful, but I think 3.75 million settles your nerves after that. Sure. I think, uh, the Vegas pools also help. And, uh, I'm sure after being a top 10 finisher at the world series of poker, you're probably going to be treated real nice in Vegas. So, I'm sure these guys took a nice long spa day after that. Yeah, I think they're going to be okay. Uh, speaking of the top 10, uh, at five, Joe Cata, uh, who had won a World Series of Poker main event bracelet, I think back in 2009, someone probably fact-checked me on that, came up a little bit short, came in in fifth place, raking in $2.15 million. Nice payday for him. He turns around and enters the... Uh, another tournament at the World Series of Poker, the fi- uh, the fifteen hundred closer event, and wins. You know, goes from playing basically nine to almost ten days of straight poker, makes a final table, gets fifth place, and then goes and wins another bracelet in another in another event. Incredible. I mean, it's amazing. Like, just to have the capacity to want to do that, I think is amazing on its own, but then to be able to do it and cap it off with a bracelet, like, oh man, I'm disappointed with my top five finish at a main event, 
I'm going to go play something else and I'm going to win. That's absolutely incredible. Um, I mean, I just think that shows like some of the, 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 I guess diversity in these guys games. Cause they, I mean, they played such different types of games. Like the, all these tables and events that they have for the world series of poker. I mean, I don't, I don't even know the number of games that they have. Obviously the main event, the Texas Hold'em is the biggest and the most well-known, but mm-hmm. I mean, they have stud draw, like they have so many Long games. Game. Yeah. Like so many games to play. And the fact that these guys diversify themselves enough to be able to be smart enough to play and make, final tables and win bracelets is absolutely incredible well hands up like i didn't know that they have all these different games going on you know on tv they only show you the main event but after diving into a little more this year i'm just now understanding that there's like i don't want to say hundreds but probably like you know 50 ish different events you could win at the world series of poker and what's funny is kata's fourth bracelet only cracks him as tied for 26th place all time as bracelet winners in the world series of poker like history so i mean that just goes to show you the 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 longevity of these guys but also the grit to win for these some of these guys i mean it's it's incredible yeah and this is a perfect example if if anyone ever says that you know poker's all luck no you don't make you don't make a top five in one event and then turn around and take home first place in another on luck you know no one no one runs that well Pretty incredible. Not even IBM's Watson could do that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of events at the World Series of Poker, I just found out about one that I had no idea. That's called the Big One for One Drop. One million dollar buy-in, no limit Texas Hold'em. I'm gonna say that one more time. One million dollar buy-in. There were twenty-seven entries this year. And right now there are six players left. Good God. I just like don't don't, don't even know where to start. Like who puts a million dollars? Who has a million dollars to put down as a buy-in? I guess there's 27 of them. But <laughs> all all players that have bracelets, I can only imagine. Yeah. So I mean it's just rid- amazing. It's ridiculous. Like the winner's gonna take home ten million cool and easy. So it's it's not like these aren't high stakes with higher rewards. I mean, this is the big pot, big. I mean, it's the big one. Yeah, I mean, it's called the big one for a reason. Uh, this event started back in 2012. Uh, someone walked home with $10 million, um, and someone else is going to do it again. <clears throat> um, I, I'm just, I'm, so I'm trying to look up who entered in what what amazes me is so for the 2018 world series of poker this is event number 78 wow so i mean just taking into consideration that that's so many tournaments that these guys enter in vegas like it's absolutely crazy i'm trying to figure out who actually entered into this like who is insane enough to drop a million dollars on a poker on a poker game uh, well, it says Justin Bonomo is leading the final table. Oh, I think I got it right here. And this is a guy that is, is definitely... Is 2018? Yeah, posted seven hours ago. So, Daniel Granu, of course. That makes sense. Uh, Matthew Seagal. Eric Seidel. I recognize his name. Phil Ivey. Dan Smith. All right, so some some people you've heard of before. But Jesus Christ, man. 
Look at this. A guy from Belarus, Germany, people from the UK. I mean, they come from all over the world to make this happen. Spain, yeah. Canada. Come on, Canada. Uh, you know who's not on this list is the other Phil, Mr. Phil Hellmuth. Oh, yeah. Uh, a guy that I really can't stand, but he extends his record winning his 15th World Series of Poker bracelet. Good for you, Phil. Good for you. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I like to watch uh, poker videos while I'm, you know, doing my business in the restroom. Um, <laughs> and some of my favorite ones are ones where Phil Hellmuth is just losing his mind. And we didn't get to see much of that over the weekend because he wasn't in the main event for very long. But mm-hmm. uh, we did get to see him go on and brag about how he's probably the best poker player in the world right now, which. Hard to argue with, since he does have the uh, the record for most World Series of Poker bracelets. But I'll take I'll take Phil Ivy over Phil Hellmuth any day of the week. I mean, Phil Hellmuth is just like a classic scoundrel of like old Vegas. Like when you think of like old Vegas gambling movies, Phil Hellmuth is like the villain that always sits across the table. Uh, I remember his thing used to just be those sunglasses that he would wear all the time. Big sunglasses guy. But now it's, he's not so scary anymore. Uh, when's the last time you played poker, Coach? Uh, Probably within the last year. Nice. A real serious like sit-down game of poker, probably within a year. I've been hosting my mo- a monthly poker game. Ooh. And uh, last week, took home, took home the first prize. Uh, we started in January, and I've only won one other time. So, Actually, you know, I bad. take that back. I pretty much play every time I go to work conferences. I have twice a year. Oh, nice. And I have been a consistent third or better in the last four tournaments. So like I've that. been taking home some money from, there you go. from the conference, which has been nice. Yeah, but uh, another shameless plug. I was wearing my bird dogs when I <laughs> when I won last Wednesday. Oh, my God. Uh, felt good. You feel, you feel good, you play good. Do they have, like, poker chips and, like, cards on them? Because that's, that's really what you need. Bird dogs, if you're listening... You need to get a poker, some poker shorts. I actually just had aces in my pockets, and I would just pull them out when they were convenient. Oh, there you go. So, that makes you know, sense. They, they have lots of pockets where you can keep extra cards where no one can see. Sounds so, like a good idea. That was good. Um, I think that is going to do it for World Series of Poker Talk. I am sad that it's gone. It's it quite a bit of poker talk, actually. Yeah, the perfect amount. Like the most we've done in a year. Plenty. <laughs> um, our show bet, top of the third, still 1-0. We need another series of home runs, maybe with some people on bases. Maybe, maybe with some some additional players on base. That would help. That would be cool. Um, let's get into our next story. A little, please shut the fuck up. Yeah, uh, I mean, we say please because we're we're nice guys. We're we're not about to insult people and be rude. But uh, Lavar Ball, who is our favorite reoccurring guest and theme of idiot. sports buzz, uh, he gets. I mean, LeVar Ball is definitely in the all-time of our please shut the fuck up category. Um, oh, and just as we said that, we got another home run. So A the solo. AL is now up 2 nothing, nice. and we are on our way with two home runs. Mike Trout. There we go. But uh, See, I can celebrate that. That's not so bad. I'm fine with that. But uh, <laughs> If you're uh, not going to root for Angels, who are you going to root for? Yeah, exactly. Uh, LeVar Ball uh, has now boasted... And this is, what, a year, year and a half after he claimed he could beat Michael Jordan in his prime. Uh, He is now saying that he'd beat LeBron James one-on-one back in my heyday. Quote, can't nobody hold me. Um, 
I'll tell you what, LeVar, people people definitely could hold you. Uh, you didn't make it in the NFL. You didn't make Shut it. Shut the hell up. You didn't make it in the NBA. Uh, so I don't think anybody's believing you at this point. Uh, your antics are seemingly running dry. It just sounds ridiculous. Like, it was, it was kind of amusing in the beginning. You know, he would say goofy stuff and do goofy things. Like, now he's just saying things that I don't even know where he pulls it out of or, or why he says them. It doesn't make any sense to me why you would say that you would beat Le- LeBron James, the best basketball player in the world, maybe of all time, in one-on-one. Well, like, and what's, crazy. what's so strange is, you know, he just made your first son's basketball team better, way better, and you're calling him, quote, too weak? Like, honestly, all I'm, if I'm LeBron James, I go into Magic Johnson's office and be like, look, it's time for the circus to leave town. Get rid of the kid. And it's done. I mean, it's that easy, and LeVar just does not care. So uh, this will be very interesting to see how this plays out, this uh, LeVar Ball and LeBron James relationship this year. Yeah, I would, I would, I, I can't believe that Magic Johnson hasn't just backhanded LeVar Ball yet. Like, like, can you imagine if LeVar Ball would have said this before the deal got done? Like, do you think that would have affected uh, LeBron James' decision? No, I don't think so at all. Not for the money that he went to L.A. for. True. He was going to get paid whatever he wanted. Money talks. Yeah. And uh, BBB is not big money, so they're not talking very loud right now. Man, I would love to see BBB's financials. I would love to see how much money they're hemorrhaging right now. Do you think anyone has gotten their shoes yet? No. I'm going to say they have not gotten a single pair of shoes out the door. There's no way. We're going to have to look into that. We do. We need to just put... BBB on blast. Yeah. With the BBB. That's not that's not Big Baller. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best bi- better business bureau. But LeVar Ball, we're gonna ask you to uh please shut the fuck up and uh sit down in your seat, sir, because you're causing a riot. Make me upset. All all the kids the the, the women and children are upset, LeVar. You gotta sit down. <clears throat> uh before we get into first impressions, do you have any other pro talk you wanna get into? Yeah, let's talk a, a little bit of the Home Run Derby. Yes. We're, we're talking All-Star Game. Let's talk Home Run Derby last night. Let's do it. Uh, quite an exciting event. Uh, we mentioned earlier the most home runs ever in a Home Run Derby history. Um, I think they've really got... 113. Close, but not quite. Uh, 221, actually, which was 18 more than the previous record. Um, but it, it's exciting now. I think you're, you're seeing a finals... It's not dragging on, which is like I think the most important thing that they wanted to change about this. So they put the clock on, and you get as many outs as you need to in that clock. I mean, you get as many swings as you really can put in, um, and it's just making it that much more exciting. I mean, these guys are really trying their their hardest. They're giving a lot of energy and effort, and you can tell it's exhausting to them. Um, Bryce Harper makes it to the finals mm-hmm. against Kyle Schwarber from the Cubs. Uh, the mysterious Kyle Schwarber. Um, and Bryce Harper is decked out in American flag stuff. And I know we've talked about this. You're not supposed to wear the flag. But Bryce Harper said, I don't care. I'm a Washington National playing in my stadium. I'm going to win a derby how I want to. So he puts on an American flag arm sleeve. He puts on an American flag headband. And then he gets his bat people to paint an American flag on the bat 
It was the most epic display of, I guess, patriotism, you could say, I've ever seen in baseball. And that's saying a lot because, I mean, it's hot dogs and baseball. Baseball's kind of the... It's made for the 4th of July. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he came out and put on a show. But I think the bigger story, because uh, Harper takes down Schwarber in the finals 19-18. to I'm sorry. Nope, that sounds right. I think it's 19-18. In his uh, added time, he hits the game-winning home run. But his dad looks like he should be playing football in the NFL still right now. Or, he was a. He looks like a monster. I mean, it's crazy. Like his beard is so much thicker and better than Bryce's ever was. Way better. Uh, his arms are more jacked than Bryce's thighs are. I mean, it's insane. And uh, speaking of home runs, we've got a third solo home run of this game. Woo! Uh, classic Wait. Red Sox fans. How many is that? That's uh. What is it? Three. There, there you go, go Hank. Hank. Uh, ooh, jinx. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, of course, a Red Sox fan makes a catch in the outfield because that's what Red Sox fans do. They don't ever drop Catching the ball. other teams' home runs. It's yeah. classic. But, uh, yeah, Contreras for the Cubs in the National League just hit a home run. So it's 2-1. to one. We are just under halfway to our show bet. So, hey, very hey, good. It's a good um, start. As much shit as we're talking about Bryce, Har- Bryce Harper, I do want to give him a little kudos because he's one of the players who is participating in – the home run derby, and the, the NBA's got this problem where none of their best players will participate in the dunk contest. The contest, yeah. Even though it's everyone's favorite event of the All-Star Weekend. Uh, kudos to baseball. Kudos to Bryce Harper for taking the time to put a show on for the people. I mean, I think, in all honesty, like I feel like baseball is one of the best All-Star Weekends or weeks or whatever that there is in any sports, you know, obviously the NFL has made strides to make the pro bowl better in recent years. And I think they really have, I mean, they've made a push to make the games and events exciting. And I mean, but it's the end of their season. So what do the best players have to lose at that point? Not much. Um, but baseball, I think has always put on a really good show during the all-star break. The NHL refuses to market that they have an all-star game. Didn't, didn't even know it happened this year. And then, I, I think baseball or basketball, even despite what I just said, still has the best actual all-star game to watch, right? Like there's, that's the most exciting, or I, I don't know if exciting is the right word, but most entertaining actual game. Sure. But like yeah. I said, if, if you had the best players in the league in the dunk contest, it would be hands down. I think the festivities are better for baseball. But you're right. When it comes to the game, it's a pitcher's display. Mm-hmm. It's all about the best pitchers in the league. And they're only going an inning to two innings at most. So they're throwing their best stuff as hard as they can, and then they're done. So uh, it is definitely more of a defensive game in baseball. But whereas basketball, they're putting on a highlight reel show for everybody. But Does baseball do any other oh. like, skills contests besides the home run derby? Do they do like a, like a bunting contest i don't uh, think they have anything other because nothing else is as exciting as that i think the one thing that they could do is have uh outfielders show off their cannons and like try and pinpoint throws from center field to like home plate i think that would be a sweet addition to baseball um but it's really just a home run derby and then the celebrity softball game that's always my favorite is the celebrity softball game um, I've got an idea for a skills competition. I, I just thought it was off the top of my head. So you take pitchers and you start them at the pitching mound and they have to throw a strike. And then every time they throw a strike, they take, 
you know, a certain increment steps back. <laughs> and you see who can go the farthest back throwing Those consecutive strikes. strikes. And just, just like just like the home run derby, you get to pick your batter. So you get to pick the person who's giving you a strike zone. And you could bring in celebrities. So like if you wanted to bring in like Shaq to be your strike zone, <laughs> you could you could have something like that. Or you could go for bonus points and bring in like Mark Wahlberg and you know take that really small little strike zone for extra you know bonus points. Like you bring in someone who's under five seven, you get extra points for each for each strike you throw. Uh, initial first impressions on my uh, on my idea for to make the All Star game better. Tactically, it would or strategically, it would be a little bit hard to set up, but I like the idea of it. I think it it sets up. I mean, I think that's the thing is there's not like there's not challenges to baseball, right? Like yeah. everybody hits home runs, but we're just seeing who can hit the most in the shortest amount of time. But it's not really like a skills challenge to that, and we really never get to see like defensive players show off anything. And I think that would be a good way to add some events, make it more meaningful for everybody to get involved. I think it would add a lot of uh, a lot of excitement for it, at least. I just have another one. I'm going to run it by All you. right, go ahead. Pitch it. Okay. Hey, I like that. <laughs> uh, this is actually one for the outfielders. Okay? All so right. if you if we could find some sort of machine, like almost like a pitching machine, but it's not pitching. It's actually shooting up home runs that are just in reach over the home run fence. Over the wall? Over the wall. So the contest oh. is... You know, as a outfielder, you start at a certain point, and these 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 balls are all going in consistent spots. So you start at one point, and you know, once the ball is shot out, you can run to the fence and try to catch it. And if you catch it, you make it on to the next round. And in the next round, you take a couple steps back. Change that starting line. Change the starting line oh, back. Okay, okay. And you just keep going and going, and eventually, you'll get the fastest guys jumping the fastest with or jumping the highest. With the best ball hand coordination, trying to catch a ball <laughs> over the fence. I think you'd have to limit it. So first impression, you'd have to limit that to only a couple of times because that's bruising. Like that's pretty rough to go hit a wall full speed multiple times. But you could turn it into like a dunk contest where you have ratings and like yes, uh, like style points for going up on the wall. Like Ichiro at one point in his career ran up the wall and jumped backwards off of it to catch a ball coming down so he could get I more like elevation. It. That's a really good way to do get some style points there. And, I mean, you really could do it because all you got to do is change the jug machine to be able to put balls up and into a certain place. That's what I'm saying. We got technology for that. By the way, I think baseballers could use this. I've been saying they need to toughen up for a long time, so I think running into a wall a couple times not not going to be the worst thing for them. Oh, you know it would be cool, though? So similar to that, and like the NFL does with the drone drop, mm. you could drone drop a baseball and have like a little area for the outfielders to like field it in and just see how high the ball can be before they stop catching it. That would be awesome. That would be cool. I like that too. So write these down. Yeah. Well, uh, well, we can go back to it. Bud seal? We'll what? just know. <laughs> Bud sealing. Uh, but we're gonna we're just going to email this uh, to the MLB offices. See what cool. happens. Awesome. All right. Well. We prolong that for a while. Let's get into first impressions. Uh, got a couple baseball games for us. It's that time of year. All right. uh, lots of baseball going on. Our first one is a Braves national game. This one's going to be played in Nationals Park in D.C. on Friday. Uh, you've got Annabelle Sanchez on the mound for the Braves versus Steven Strasburg for the Washington Nationals. 
sure I butchered both of those, but Coach, what's your first impression? Yeah, you got Strasburg's name pretty close. Um, nice. My first impression is that Bryce Harper is going to be burnt out, and that's a majority of the Washington offense. Uh, even you said it's in Washington. It is in Washington. Uh, I couldn't care less. Uh, they're not going to have the amount of fans and people excited about this game as they have before. The Braves are hot right now, so I'm going to take the Braves. Uh, I am going to play contrarian and take the Nationals. I think the lack of travel for Bryce Harper is going to be good. Get to stay home, rested. He's coming off a home run derby where he was smoking the ball. Not to mention he gets to do it at the same home plate that he just hit all those home runs. So give me the Nationals at home. Uh, Next, we have the Orioles traveling up to Toronto to play the Blue Jays uh, for Baltimore. You got Dylan Bundy on the mound. Uh, the Blue Jays are going to roll out Sam Gavilga, 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 Gavigilia, <laughs> Sa- Sammy G, coming up, and I'm going to take the dogs or the the uh, home uh, road team here. I'll take the Orioles. So it's not a home dog. Not a home dog. Not a well, home dog. I get. I they could be. I don't have the odds here. Home bird, but. Home bird for sure. Uh, well, I tell you what, uh, international borders are tough. It's exhausting to get across those. So I'm going to take Toronto in this one. All righty. Next, we've got the Red Sox taking on the Tigers. Uh, this game is in Detroit. Red Sox have David Price on the mound. Uh, the Tigers are trotting out Matthew Boyd. Uh, coach, first impression. Uh, we didn't pay all that money to David Price to not win, so we're going on the road, and we're going to take a win home. Yeah, I'm not going to play contrarian here because I think the Red Sox uh, win this one as well. Uh, last but certainly not least, Twins taking on the Royals. Uh, the Twins are going to trot out Mr. Kyle Gibson on the road to take on Dan Duffy of the Royals. Both of these pitchers have losing records with ERAs above three. So, I'm not a I'm not a baseball expert, but it sounds like neither of these teams even want to win. No, but I will say this is probably going to be a home dog situation. The Royals have not been playing that well. Great. Well, the game is in is in Kansas City. Yeah. So, I'm going to take the Twins if the Royals are not playing well. Um, I like that, but I like our home dog situation better. Uh, and going off of our show bet last week, uh, I'm going to take the Twins in this or the I'm sorry, I'm going to take the home dogs, the Royals. There we go. Rolling with Mr. Duffy. Oh yeah, the Duff, the Duff, the Duff man. Awesome. All right, that was first impressions. Uh, that brings us to our nightcap, sponsored by Strangeland Brewery. A beer for any, every, and all occasions. Yes, it is. And tonight, our nightcap is brought to you by, again, the great city of Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm. Uh, Ballad, why don't you go ahead and intro this? All right, a little go-to-timeout segment. Uh, Charles Oakley, former New York Nick, was arrested in Las Vegas for committing slash attempting to commit a fraudulent act in a gaming establishment. Uh, Oakley was arrested at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas after he tried to basically take his chips off the table after it was a losing bet, which, uh, breaking news, is illegal as fuck. Um, Yeah, it's considered a Class B felony in Nevada. 
uh, and if convicted of a first offense, the violator is subject to a sentence of one to six years in prison and a fine of no more than $10,000. The report from ESPN does not specify which game he was playing, but he does the, the... the the details they do give is that he tried to pull back a one hundred dollar chip after realizing he was losing, going to lose his wager. Um, I'm going to go ahead and guess that this was. No, we're going to speculate a little bit here. A little, a little speculate. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say roulette. That seemed uh, Charles is the kind of guy he'd play roulette. Lots of roulette tables at the Cosmopolitan, and actually, I want to take that back because at roulette they give you the different colored chips. So taking one of those back wouldn't make much sense. I'm going to say craps. It's definitely craps. Ooh, craps is a good guess. I'm going to go with a classic and say, since Charles Oakley very clearly doesn't know the laws of gambling, uh, and say he was at a blackjack table. Mm. Yeah. Uh, It would be really, really ballsy to do this at a blackjack table because there's only like a max of like five people sitting there. Yeah. And the dealer is the eyes. literally right in front of you. Like, like you could touch him. Oh, yeah. You shouldn't, but you absolutely <laughs> could. Um, craps, a little more people. Oh, you yeah. lost the shuffle. But um, there's also three dealers at a craps table, plus the pit boss. So uh, I, I don't think it's a good idea to do it anywhere. I'm going to go on record saying that you, you just shouldn't do this. If you're if you're going to lose, you're... You're gonna lose. I mean, just just take it like a man. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is real bad. <laughs> this is rough. And honestly, like for a guy who has season tickets to the Knicks, like a hundred bucks. Are you really worried about losing a hundred bucks? Because if so, you probably shouldn't have gone to Las Vegas in the first place. If you were worried about a hundred bucks, you know what I mean? Like this is just bad form from uh a guy that's been beloved in New York by the, the Knicks loyal fans. Yeah. Um, Oakley's attorney, Mr. Alex Sapiro said that this is not a significant matter and we expect it to be resolved quickly. <laughs> Another Las Vegas based attorney. This is my favorite part. Adams, uh, Solinger, who is actually not involved in Oakley's case said that very few people end up with felony convictions when they commit gambling violations, unless quote, the cheating is more sophisticated. Yeah. Just <laughs> taking your chips off the table. Not that sophisticated. Um, like, if you're going to cheat, you should at least come up with a cool way to do it so we can make a 30 for 30 or some sort of documentary about it. Yeah. You got to count cards so we can make dozens of movies off of nonsensical plot lines. Yeah. Um, let's check in on our show bet before we end this show. Thank you, Charles Oakley, for that gem. Uh, still 2-1. We're looking Top good. Of fourth. Top of the fourth. I feel one great. out, one on. Uh, and outfielders are talking. Uh, I, I can tell you it's part of the broadcast, but uh, this is where people uh, lose their focus. They lose that edge. So uh, I got a feeling more runs are coming. I like it. Uh, Coach, thanks for being here tonight. It was a pleasure. Uh, Ballad, thank you for hosting. It's a pleasure. Uh, and of course, Domingo the Flamingo, as always, helping us out in studio. Lana has woken up. She is she's super woke. She's actually really hungry right now. Um, and if you if you didn't get a chance to go back to our open talk, play our Mad Libs game with us, and if you come up with a better word than vagina for course, 
let us know and we'll give you a free shout out on our show, obviously. But uh, I think that's going to do it for uh, myself, Ballad, Domingo, and Hank. Chad and Dale, we're not here, but we're looking forward to having them back next week. And as always, we are out! I lost sight of what it's all about.